Charlie Morton continues to get back to his old self, and I'm going to tell you why Ronald Acuna Jr. is easily the best leadoff hitter in all of baseball. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shorts.ball. Also, make sure you check out the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. You can also check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're new. If you're watching there, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button to help support the show thanks as always for making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day and appreciate all of my everydayers out there if you are an everydayer let me know down in the comment section below and we are back and back from my hiatus my vacation i appreciate all of you who are being patient with me as i do come back i had a great vacation great time in disney world the kids absolutely loved it i'm absolutely exhausted and i got my vacation beard going on if you're watching on youtube but it was a blast unfortunately was not much of a blast for the atlanta braves who got swept over the weekend against the astros but picking things back up here against the Miami Marlins with two wins to start that series, a four-game series. We'll talk about Tuesday night's game, and then I'm going to talk about Ron Acuna Jr. being the best leadoff hitter in baseball in our stat of the day Wednesday uh, segment of this episode, and then we'll preview Wednesday's game. You can also get the post game, as always, on the Lockdown Braves podcast feed over and over on YouTube on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. I'm giving you my take from the game. You got to start with Charlie Morton. And we've really been waiting to see Charlie Morton get back to that level of pitcher that we know he can be and what the Braves gave him $20 million for this upcoming season. And I think we're seeing signs of him getting back to that. Yes. The competition on Tuesday night, not the best, but still you're seeing those swings and misses from him again, and you're starting to see signs of him becoming that elite-type pitcher. Seven innings, three hits, two walks, one earned, coming on a solo home run by Jazz Chisholm on a curveball that he left out over the plate, and a good hitter like Jazz is going to take advantage of those types of mistakes. Nine strikeouts as well for Charlie Morton. What I was really impressed with from Charlie Morton on this night was the curveball and that he was able to just get it over for a strike when he needed to. And that's really, you know, sets up everything that Charlie Morton is going to do. And he was primarily curveball fastball on Tuesday night through all three of his other pitches, just five times each. So he was really just working off of those two pitches. I thought the fastball command could have been a little bit better, um, but again, being able to throw that curveball for strikes when he needed to and wanted to, I thought was huge for Charlie Morton in this game. 11 called strikes on that curveball to go along with eight swings and misses on that curveball. Overall, he had 40 called strikes plus swings and misses. I talked about this on the postcast. That is a huge number. Anytime you're over 30, especially you're going six or seven innings, that is a great number. And Charlie Morton had 40 called strikes plus swings and misses. That is an outstanding number for a starting pitcher, just telling you he was able to rack up the strikes, get ahead of hitters, and ultimately was able to put them away with nine strikeouts on the evening. 
And really, not just Charlie Morton, the starting pitching, we're really finally starting to see it take shape and be fully healthy now and be the starting rotation we thought that it could be. Obviously, with Max Freed back, he has looked like the ace-type Max Freed that we're accustomed to seeing. Spencer Strider, what he did Monday night and what he's done for most of the season. And really, this last two starts, you've seen the difference in Spencer Strider when he's been more in attack mode. He's looking more like that Spencer Strider from last year. Not that he was bad to begin the season, but as we discussed, it just it didn't feel like it was the, the Spencer Strider that we saw last year. So you got those two aces at the top of your rotation. Charlie Morton starting to make progress to get back there. Kyle Wright's back healthy now and starting to make progress as well. And Price Elder, who's going to pitch on Wednesday night, has the best ERA in all of baseball. So this starting rotation is really starting to get it going. And out of six of the last seven games now, they've gone six innings or more really doing a great job now going deeper into the ball games. Let's go ahead and touch on the bullpen here, and then we'll move into the offensive side of things. Another bit of a struggle for the bullpen. Dylan Lee only recorded one out. Jesse Chavez made things too interesting in the ninth inning. A bullpen that we touched on not long ago was top five in all of baseball, but why I bring it up now is because starting pitching is doing a great job going deeper into games and limiting the number of innings needing to use that bullpen, which was overworked and was undermanned and has been for the majority of the season. And I talked about that even when we talked about how good this bullpen has been or had been before this past weekend, really this past week, they had been doing it being overworked. They had pitched second most innings in all of baseball when I talked about the bullpen a week ago before I left on vacation. And now the starters are going deeper in the game. And I think you're going to see that help out this bullpen in the long term. And especially as they get healthier, we saw Colin McHugh make his return on Tuesday night, got out of a situation there in the eighth inning. Rysel Iglesias should be starting a rehab here pretty soon as well and could be back. That's just going to help make this bullpen even better. And I think we're finally see this, this starting pitching and bullpen become healthier and becoming that pitching staff that we thought it could be. So those are certainly great signs. Now, for the offensive side of the things for the Braves on Tuesday night, I want to talk about this fourth inning. Because when the Braves have slumped, they've had two you know short stretches of slumps that they've had this season where they've lost a couple of games in a row a lot of it's been because they've failed to hit with runners in scoring position and it's been such a struggle and we've talked about this for years now I've written about it I've talked about it on here this offense is so good and it's so dangerous but sometimes they can rely too heavily on the home run ball and I think we see that in stretches when this team and this offense in particular does slump is that they're waiting on that home run and they can't execute with runners in scoring position. And they hit some home runs on Tuesday night, but I loved the fourth inning for the Braves in this game. 0-2 pitch to Sean Murphy. He pokes the bat out there and, and dumps one into center field for a leadoff hit. Rosario then draws a walk. Ozzy Albies moves those runners a second and third, not intentionally, but either way, gets the job done, puts the ball in play, moves those runners over for second, third, one out. And then you had a great at-bat by Von Grissom, and I really am starting to love Von Grissom in these clutch spots. He just has such good at-bats. He doesn't let the moment become too big. He seems to work himself into good counts, and then he's not looking to do too much. I think this is already the second or third time we've seen this year, and he's only been up a couple of weeks, 
where he comes up in a run scoring situation and he just drives the ball the other way for a simple base hit to drive in a run again, not looking to do too much. And he did it again on Tuesday night in this situation, just gets a a one, one count, gets the pitch out away and takes it the other way for an RBI single to give the Braves the lead and late and close situations in Von Grissom's very small sample size of a big league career, 32 plate appearances. He's hitting 407 with a 982 OPS. And I know that was not a late and close situation in the fourth inning, on Tuesday night, but just going back to my point that I really love seeing Von Grissom come to the plate in those types of situations. You typically know it's going to give you a good at bat and put the ball in play with runners in scoring position this year. And again, very, very small sample size, nine at bats. He has four hits and four runs batted in. So he's been very clutch for the Braves so far this year for a team that's really struggled with runners in scoring position. And then you had Hilliard with an RBI single after he fell behind 0-2. Kevin Pillar with an RBI double on an 0-2 pitch. So you had a lot of these guys who fell behind in the count, but just stayed with their approach, put the ball in play, and were able to make something happen. So I love that fourth inning. As much as I love the home runs and I enjoy the home runs, and they came in this game, I loved that fourth inning from the Braves where they just kept the line moving. They continued to battle even after they got behind in the count and just some good approaches at the plate to put the ball in play, keep that line moving, and score some runs. Now, again, I said they did have some home runs on Tuesday night, two of them coming by Ozzie Albies, who now has five home runs in his last nine games. He now leads the team in home runs and runs batted in. It's just crazy with the top three in this Braves order seemingly doing all the damage. You now have Sean Murphy, who's up there among the best in the league. You have Ozzy Albies, who's leading the team in home runs and RBI. And I love him batting down in the order. I've talked about it forever on this podcast. He needs to be your fifth, sixth, maybe even seventh hitter, just depending on how he's going to drive in runs. He's not a guy that's going to get on base. It just is what it is at this point. If he has an on-base percentage, Over 300, great, but he is going to hit home runs. He's going to drive in runs, and that's why I love him in that run-producing spot there in the order, and I think it's done wonders for Ozzy Albies to just stay there this year and do what he has done so far. So that's the game on Tuesday. The Braves do get a 7-4 win. Again, bullpen probably made it a little bit closer than it needed to be, but the Braves do get a win, and after the weekend they had against Houston, you take all the wins that you can get right now against the Miami Marlins. All right, next, I'm going to give you our stat of the day Wednesday and tell you why Ronald Acuna Jr. is easily the best leadoff hitter in all of baseball and why he needs to stay there for the Atlanta Braves. We'll discuss that next. So Rare is one of our new sponsors. You've heard about them. I've told you about them. You see them everywhere. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game in the marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. I've been playing this pretty much since the season started, and it's a lot of fun. If you like collecting cards, you like competing against other players and and earning better cards and earning really good merchandise as well, then you got to check out So Rare. It's really fun. They do it in two uh, cycles weekly, three or four day cycles. So you got ultimate or more opportunities to win prizes. And these prizes are really crazy. They include scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes do vary depending on the level of competition. So you got to 
continue to play, gain more cards, step up your con- competition in order to win those prizes. But it's a lot of fun. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You also have the NBA playoffs going on right now, but again, this is a baseball podcast, and there's a lot of good baseball stuff out there as well that you can bet on. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel, an official partner of major league baseball. All right. So this week we will have a mailbag episode for you on Thursday night because it's a day game on Thursday. So you have a postcast with me and Grant McCauley and then we'll do a mailbag episode on Thursday night this week. And then we'll have a preview for this Met series, a four game Met series coming your way starting this weekend. I'll have that Met series preview for you on Friday morning. So make sure you are subscribed here to Locked On Braves where you can get all of that content. But it is Wednesday. We're going to continue with our stat of the day Wednesday segment. And for this week's segment, we're going to talk about Ron Acuna Jr. in the leadoff spot because what he has done this year, really what he's done ever since he's been in that leadoff spot, is just truly, truly remarkable. He's 14 for 22 with two walks when batting leadoff this year. 16 of the 24 games the Braves have played, he has led off the game getting on base. That is absurd. It is absolutely absurd. He also has seven stolen bases in that first inning. The second most stolen bases in the first inning this year is Wander Franco with three. Let me say that again. Ron Acuna Jr. had seven stolen bases in the first inning alone this year. Next closest is Wander Franco with three. What Ron Acuna Jr. is doing in the leadoff spot and leading off a game is just unheard of. It is historic. And he has scored eight runs in the first inning of a game. Eight of 24 games that he has played this year for the Braves and batted, batted leadoff. The Braves have started the game with a run in the first inning because of Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, what a weapon that is for the Atlanta Braves to start off a game, you know, get on the board early, put pressure on the other team, relax your own starting pitcher. That's the type of weapon that Ronald Acuna is when he's batting leadoff. Now, interestingly enough, and I think it's somewhat related, Austin Riley has the second most hits in Major League Baseball in the first inning with 12. Acuna has 14. Riley has 12. I tend to think that those two things coincide because Acuna's getting on base and he's setting Riley up for RBI situations. He's getting good pitches to hit, and Riley is a good hitter. Is taking advantage of that case in point on Tuesday night. Ron Acuna Jr. gets a leadoff double. Matt Olson unable to move him over, but Acuna just steals third base himself. And then the Marlins bring the infield in, which why you do that in the first inning of a game, I don't know. But they did, and Riley smacks a line drive over shortstop, which if he had been playing back, it would have been a line drive. Run wouldn't have scored, line drive out. 
and the run wouldn't have scored. But because of that pressure that Acuna puts on the other team, the Marlins bring in the infield with a runner in third and one out. Riley hits a ball over shortstop for an easy RBI single. So that's how valuable Ron Acuna Jr. is in that leadoff spot, starting out games, getting on base, getting himself into scoring position, and then setting those RBI guys up for those opportunities. So he has been just unreal there. The Braves have scored 22 runs in the first inning this year. That's the second most in Major League Baseball, the most in the National League. The Rays are the only ones who have scored more runs in the first inning this year, and they're off to a pretty good start this season. Highest OPS in the first inning belongs to the Braves. Now, going back to Ron Acuna Jr., in his career, 448 games where he's batting in the leadoff spot, he's slashing 280, 346, 541, 887, 27 leadoff home runs. Now, Acuna's a good player, so he's going to bat good, you know, have good numbers wherever he hits, but those are pretty impressive uh, numbers for Ron Acuna in the leadoff spot and why he has, he has you know, stayed there and the Braves have continued to let him stay there. Now, home runs haven't been there just yet, but you know those are going to come. And again, when you have Acuna batting leadoff to start a game, that other pitcher has to be on notice and very careful from the jump because you make a mistake, it's a double, and then it's a stolen base and it's a run, or it's a home run. And we know Acuna is certainly capable of doing that. But even you look at his 346 on-base percentage from the leadoff spot, nearly 35% of the time Acuna leads off a game, he's on base for the Braves. I mean, that is just incredible production from your leadoff hitter knowing that 35% of the time you're going to begin the game with a runner on base. And it's even higher than that this year. Like I said, 24 or 16 of the 24 games they've played, the Braves have began the game with a runner on base because of Ronald Acuna Jr. So why should he bat leadoff? I really have already talked about it. He immediately puts pressure on the opposing pitcher. He's going to get the most at bats every night, and he's your best hitter, and you want your best hitters to get the most at bats. So it's another reason for batting him leadoff. And the Braves' nine-hole hitter has had a ton of success over the last year plus now. I think part of that is due to the fact you have Ron Acuna Jr. batting leadoff, and those batters tend to see better pitches because of the protection that they have in the lineup. And it also sets Ronnie up for some RBI opportunities. Now he doesn't have a lot of runs batted in so far this season, only 11, but still uh, that does set him up for more chances uh, to drive in runs and get, get on base and get good pitches to hit himself. What are the benefits of batting him down in the order? Cause I still get questions and comments from listeners asking, should Ronnie move down in the order? More opportunities to drive in runs is the only thing that I see there, but then you're really missing out on that value that he gives you at the top of the order. Maybe if Michael Harris were healthy and productive like he was last year, then perhaps you put him in the leadoff spot and maybe you bat Acuna second, and then that makes the, the lineup a little deeper. That's the only replacement I could see for Acuna atop the order. Maybe Matt Olson when he's going good because, you know, he's going to get on base, he's going to get his hits, take his walks, and he can also go deep. But I just I don't see a reason to mess with moving Acuna out of the leadoff spot. He seems to enjoy it, and he's doing fantastic there. And I just don't think the benefit of moving him down to give him more RBI opportunities outweighs what he delivers for you in the leadoff spot. So in my mind, he is the Braves' leadoff hitter indefinitely. 
Um, you know, maybe once he slows down you know, several years from now, if that happens, you, you move him out of that position. But just what he is doing right now in that leadoff spot and what he gives you there and the value that he brings, I just I can't see him having more value in another spot in the order than what he has right now as the Braves leadoff hitter. And he is off to an incredible start to this season. All right, next, got a lot of news, some injury news. I mentioned Michael Harris. He's starting a rehab assignment. Orlando Arcia could be back soon as well. Rysel Iglesias, and I talked about McHugh, who returns to this Braves team, finally starting to get healthy, and we could see them at full strength here pretty soon. Knock on wood. We'll discuss that next and set you up for Wednesday's game. Everyone's always looking for a great fantasy game to see how they would do as the GM of a baseball team. And if you are one of those people, then I have just the app you're looking for. It's Ultimate Pro Baseball a GM, a mobile game that lets you manage your own professional baseball franchise. Try and build a World Series champion, just like Alex Anthopoulos himself. Manage every strategic aspect of your team from hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, managing difficult personalities, scouting and drafting players, which I know a lot of people love to do, navigating your franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of a season. You want to experience experience that? You can do that with Ultimate Pro Baseball GM all in a realistic and challenging game world. Lockdown Braves listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. So make sure that you use that and check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. So the Braves are beginning to get healthy. We saw the return of Colin McHugh on Tuesday night. Should be a big boost to the Braves' bullpen, which has had its struggles as of late. Michael Harris is going to begin a rehab assignment at AAA Gwinnett this weekend. Could be back possibly this Mets series, maybe after that series. Um, but either way, Michael Harris getting really close to returning, which would be, be a big boost for this Braves team. We'll see how the outfield shakes out after that. I got to imagine Sam Hilliard has earned himself a starting role at this point, so we'll see what that means for Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Zuna in that DH spot where those at-bats go. Haven't heard much on Travis Darno lately, but again, going to get Michael Harris back soon if everything goes well there. Orlando Arcia is now in a splint, says he's hopeful to return after the next road trip. That seems maybe a little too optimistic, but still a good sign that maybe he could be back in the next couple of weeks as well, uh, which would certainly be a great boost for this Braves team, although Von Grissom's done a good job there, especially at the plate. Uh, but RCS defense surely will be a good thing for the Braves, returning that to the shortstop position. Rysel Iglesias will throw again on Thursday. Could be a sim game, could be a rehab assignment. So it sounds like either way, he could be starting a rehab assignment as early as this weekend, which could put him on track to be back perhaps by the end of next week. Um, so, Again, this Braves team off to a good start, but they've been banged up. Could we finally see them at full strength over the next two weeks if nothing else happens again, knock on wood? Um, but good to see a lot of these players starting to come back. I uh, really want to see this team at full strength, get them clicking and, and just continue to do what they've done and get on a couple more big winning streaks here and really hopefully separate themselves from the competition as they have a chance to do this weekend. Setting up Wednesday's game, Sandy Alcantara versus Bryce Elder. 
And you look at the stats for these two, and you would probably think they should be reversed. But Alcantara had a bit of a rough start to the season. He does have a complete game shutout on the year, but in his other three starts, he's given up at least three earned runs in each of them. Now, his ERA is a little bit inflated because he gave up nine earned runs in four innings against the Phillies, who apparently have something on him. I don't know, but hopefully the Braves can figure it out. Now, the last time the Braves did face Alcantara, they got him for six runs. Uh, so hopefully that continues because I know he had back-to-back starts against the Braves early last year around the time Michael Harris was called up and he was just unhittable. So hopefully the Braves have figured something out against him as well. As for Bryce Elder, four starts this season, a 1.14 ERA, made four starts against Miami last year, threw a complete game shutout against them last September, gave up seven earned runs and 31 and two-thirds innings over those four starts against the Marlins last year. So a team that he's very familiar with, but also a lineup that is very familiar with Bryce Elder. So we'll see what gives there, but should be a very interesting pitching matchup. Hopefully Alcantara's struggles continue for at least another start against the Braves, and then he can do good against the rest of the NL East. Uh, but should be a very fun game on Wednesday night. Again, we'll have all the coverage for you on the postcast on Lockdown Sports Atlanta and on the Lockdown Braves podcast feed. That will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Make sure that you subscribe to us on Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe uh, on Twitter or follow on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 